Sarah and I are sitting at our dining room table. It's Sunday afternoon, but we're having like a late brunch right now. We were talking and I, w- I was just mentioning that I am going to record a daily Guinness podcast episode today. And then you were asked, what is it about? And I thought, son of a bitch, I should just start recording. And while I tell you what it's about, I'll have done it. <laughs> so that I don't worry about it. So now I'm forcing Sarah to sit here as she eats a mango salad uh, to listen to me talk about this episode. Okay, here's the deal. Last night I played a wedding gig. On trumpet was uh, a buddy of mine named Sten Johnson. And on saxophone was another friend of mine named Ben Peterson. And they're killer uh, musicians here in the cities. And every time they show up, they're like, there's like a balance between like a musician who is a pro play the parts just like the album. They have this restraint that's really tasteful. But then at the same time, when it's like, give us a solo and they just unleash. They're, it feels like you're just going to school listening to them. Uh, as, or as they would say in, like the, in the stand-up comedy world, uh, taking their class. Like in stand up, um, when you like when the pros are doing a set in a nightclub, and someone they see some like a younger one, they it's it's called they're taking my class, you know, and they're like watching them taking notes. I feel like I'm taking these guys' class all the time. But uh, another thing I really appreciate, and I was thinking about this morning, is there's this like mindset that in music that oh, I'm just all I'm all about I'm all about the music and nothing else matters. I don't want to be I don't want to think too much about stage presence or like what my attire on stage. I don't it just needs to be all about the music. But I'm always saying that people don't go to shows with their eyes closed, and especially weddings. And there's this deal I've noticed in the wedding band. And this is this is gonna sound kind of judgy a little bit, but it's just it's just facts that there's a, this. Uh, deal in when you play wedding bands that there's a require a, like a formal attire requirement tie uh, jacket tie optional is you're what they say in the wedding essentially yeah you look so like you're going like to a wedding. The wedding and you can't it's kind of unspoken that you can you can ditch the jacket i very rarely wear a jacket but you could ditch the jacket if you're wearing a tie that still makes it but there's there's so there's this kind of spoken you're playing a wedding cover gig and you got to have the tire but what that what that means is there are a lot of people well like do you know in a James Bond movie um Casino Royale Vesper says there are dinner jackets and then there are dinner jackets I have a dinner jacket There are dinner jackets and dinner jackets This is the latter and I need you looking like a man who belongs at that table. How the... It's tailored. I sized you up the moment we met. And you can tell when there's like a bunch of dudes that just show up and say, oh, I needed a dinner jacket. It just looks like they went to Target and bought uh, just something off the rack. You can tell because the jacket doesn't fit it's usually a little bit too big. It looks a little big and boxy. The pants are too wide and floppy. They're not tailored. And you can just tell just because you pay money to trade your monies for clothing does not mean that you own that clothing yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, and you can tell instantly. Ben and Stan, whenever they show up, you know, even something as small as like lint roll your fle- freaking black jacket. Yeah. But they, they're, they're crisp. 
They don't have a bunch of wrinkles and they look killer. And what's crazy is because this concept, oh, it's all about the music, whatever. They sound even better than they look, but there's something even subconscious that when someone shows up and they care about how they look and that part of them is put together, then there's almost this subconscious like, oh, they must give that sort of attention to everything. And you look like a next level player. It's, this isn't even about spending extra money on someone right. buying an expensive suit. It's about the fact that someone has taken the time to ask themselves, "What's my personal style?" <clears throat> you can go. I know this is annoying. By the way, Sarah, Sarah just motioned me. I'm going to the bathroom. I know this is annoying. I just totally dropped this on Sarah, but I figured, hey, if I'm telling her, I might as well just start recording this. But you really can. You can tell. Um, It's not, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it's not about uh, specifically buying uh, an expensive clothing or name brand, anything. I I don't give a single shit about about anything like that. And I don't, I have no notice what brands these two, or like who made the suits that these two guys were wearing uh, last night. But it fit them and they both had their unique style. It's about taking a moment to ask yourself what your personal style is taking a moment to make sure the clothing that you're buying fits like ask to yeah, maybe that's it just taking a moment to think about your body shape and what clothing just doing a quick google search like this is just like a this is like a one time evening you think about it then you buy it and then you're done you don't have to think about it again something that you i guess yeah maybe this is it it's a, it's about it's not just about what you look like and what you're presenting to other people whether it's the fans or the people on stage but there is something about when you're wearing clothing that fits you. Yeah, when you're wearing a jacket, suit jacket that fits you, slipping that on, there's something, you feel badass. It doesn't feel like it's restricting you. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just wearing this because I have to. It feel it makes you feel like, I feel like I stand a little straighter when I wear clothing that fits me. And I can say this shit because I have a freaking weird body to me. I'm 6'6", six, six, my legs are disproportionately taller than just about every body part on me. And so I like I have I've had to do a ton of thinking like okay, what kind of clothing is going to fit me and not make me look like someone invited a giraffe on rollerblades to stand on stage and play bass. So I've had to put some work in, but it makes a difference. So here I want to share two things with you real quick besides just the fact of like give a damn. People can tell if you're showing up that something like do you own this? Uh, and I want to share this uh, a clip where I got this thought of owning the clothes that you are wearing, what it takes to own it. I got this thought from uh, a, an interview with, oh man, what was the, what's the director's name? Guy Ritchie. Oh, I was listening to a podcast interview with Guy Ritchie and he showed up uh, to the podcast studio apparently wearing a suit, like a tailored suit and a pocket square. And the host was like, well, what the heck is going on with this? You look like a badass. And Guy talked about owning your suit. And so I'm going to share a clip of that where I started uh, learning that from. It made me realize every piece of clothing for me, I alter in some different way. I add something to or take it away. And just by doing that, adding that little intentionality, yeah, there's something that changes the second I slip it on. And then, yeah, I, I feel different. And I think I play different. I feel like I play when I'm more confident, when I feel confident, when I look good, I feel more confident. When I feel more confident, I play better. I literally sound better because of the way I look. And maybe that's controversial in the music scene, but I believe it with myself. It's what I experienced. So here's a pro tip I'm going to leave you with. If you are buying a suit 
um, to that you ha- you have to play you have to play a show that's requiring like formal attire. You just need one suit. Go out and buy Go out and either buy a suit in one of these three colors: either a dark gray, a navy blue, or a black. Get something in that color. Make sure the jacket has two buttons. And then when it comes to fit, find pants that fit you and that there's a slight taper in the legs. And don't worry about the legs being too long right now. Just make sure there's a slight taper and that they fit you in the waist. And then as far as the jacket goes, make sure it fits you in the shoulders. Make sure that shoulder cut is hitting you right at the edge of your shoulder where your shoulder drops out and it doesn't look like you're wearing like massive shoulder pads. And then from there, take it to a local tailor and pay literally here in Minneapolis. I think there's like a bunch of like small shops, even at the Mall of America, they've got like called like Stitch It or something like that. You pay 25 bucks, I think it is, to have your suit altered. And then ask them just to size up the uh, the pant legs and they'll do that. And then uh, have them size up the length of the sleeve. And if it's too boxy, they can even pull in and tighten the sleeve a little bit, but have them size that up to fit you properly. And then you, what you want to do is add, then this is, this is a massively overlooked tailoring option, but one of the most important, ask them to suppress the waist. And what that is, is they go in the back of the suit jacket around just a little bit, like between your waist and your upper back, that middle back area. And they either do one stitch, pulling it in tighter or two, um, just depending on the jacket. And what that does is gives you the classic tailored V cut so it fits your body. Seriously, I mean, the most that's gonna cost you is probably like 50 bucks to do the whole suit. Uh, but I think you can do like a suit jacket. Even yeah, even if you just do a suit jacket for like 20 bucks or something like that, it's massively worth it. Taking a second to think about how you look when you're walking on stage. This, man, I know this, it's so funny to say that this sounds controversial, but this shit matters. And it'll make a difference in how you feel and I think how you sound. Okay, so enough of my rambling. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm sounding like I totally have a man crush on these two guys because I was I was, I was standing behind them for three hours last night. We were on a tight, tiny stage. I had to be careful about uh, moving my bass back and forth too much because if I turned like, to face the drums, I would hit one of them. And so we, we were literally on top of each other. And I thought to myself, man, I like the way these guys look. Uh, I even pulled out my camera and took a, took a quick photo. So uh, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes below. A uh, photo from the back, my view, three hours last night. All right, that's all I got. Check out, uh, here is a clip from a conversation with Guy Ritchie. Uh, fascinating, talking about suits and ownership. They're never in fine suits. I mean, business <laughs> does never encourage fine suits. No the, pocket squares? Occasionally, you find a t- token pocket square, but you can tell their heart's not in it. <laughs> the wife stuck it in there because she saw someone on TV that had a mm. bit of ra- razzle dazzle about them, and they thought, "Oh, I quite fancy my old man wearing one of them." And they sort of stick it in. The old man's a bit embarrassed about it and tries to squeeze it out of the way. Suits are a thing. The death of the suit. It was the death of the suit. Was the prosaic attitude toward I'm going to work. And I've got to wear a suit. Yeah. I've got to put a tie on. And I don't want to stick out. That's how I feel. But that, that's, that's what's happened. We've been brainwashed to not dress like gentlemen. But I see a guy like you and I say, that's appealing. Like, look how you're dressed. And you're in a conservative suit. This is a nice suit. Like, I'm sure you could wear any suit you wanted. But you chose a shirt that has a certain look to it. 
Yeah, I have spent some time asking around with this, Joe, but a bit like the same reason that we've spent time asking around with the old pocket square, it's, I remember thinking how much I found the suit repugnant and I became angry that the suit had been robbed from us. <laughs> and so I had to create an alibi, a way in to understand why it is that I'd like a suit. This was the magic of Ralph Lauren. The magic of Ralph Lauren, nice Jewish boy from New York called Lipschitz, created a waspy empire. There's a wonderful expression that, you know, think Yiddish, dress British. And Ralph Lauren created this great empire and resold the waspy world back to the waspy world. Oh, you Actually, not to the waspy world, because in England there was a sort of resentment about Savile Row traditional tailoring because it had been robbed from them. The offices had come along the number crunchers had come along and there was no creativity in the suit. A suit needs to be creative. The person that puts it on can't be putting it on because he's told to put it on. He's got to want to put it on. So what Ralph did is he fashioned up this sort of quasi-New England world and sold, he, he took on a trope, he took on a cliche and he refashioned that cliche to give it a new sense of life, a new sense of breadth. He put black people in the suits where traditionally it was just a white man's suit. He made it feel new, he gave it a take. So what he did is he tipped his hat the old world but also tipped his hat the new world. And it allowed wasps to find their way back into the world with an eloquent narrative. It was clever. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.